Hi, I'm Kirk White. And I'm Christina Shear, and welcome to the What is Really Important podcast, where we believe in having engaging conversations about life-changing moments of transformation. Lifetime entrepreneur, author, and philanthropist, Kirk White of Goal to Succeed will inspire you to live an intentional life and turn your big dreams into goals. Co-hosted by social media evangelist, brand smith, and speaker, Christina Shear inspires and equips believers to share their faith on the internet. So let's get started on our episode. Kirk, take it away. Hello again. How are you? Hello again. I love that we are batching our podcasts together so we can be more optimized That's in what right. we're doing and get back to all the fun things we want to do in life. Yes, like self-care. <laughs> like I- self-care. That was the best segue ever. You win for today, Kurt. You win. <laughs> yeah, so actually, um, it, it's funny because I have never been um, accused of not... Um, uh, taking enough time for self-care. Um, oh, okay. No, I I am not that person. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Well, I don't really work. Um, like I said, you know, many times I don't really work, you know, that much. Um, just a few hours a day, you know, just to get things done. Sort of the 80-20 rule, um, 20% of the things I do gets 80, 80% of the um, stuff accomplished. Um, so I like to do self-care. So my day consists of getting up around, um, my, my daughter goes to swim lessons at eight or sorry, swim team at eight, um, in the summertime, but, um, the neighbor picks, picks her up and drops her off because her best friend uh, goes. So then we take them to swimming lessons at 10. So we wait for them and then we pick them up and I'm together with my wife all day. Okay. So every day you know, we're together. Yesterday we went shopping, you know, um, things here are pretty much opened up. I would say maybe one in 10 people are wearing masks. There's no COVID here. Um, we've been blessed that way. So everything was normal. The, the mall was just super packed. Um, still social distancing and you have to, you know, do your hands when you get in and stuff, stuff like that. But it's like, it's normal. Um, completely normal. You can dine in the restaurants, everything. With, with again with limited capacity, but all that to say, we had a great day, um, and then I swim three times a day. So mm. we swim at uh, twelve thirty, um, and then three thirty, and then again at six thirty. And I go with my, you know, friends. We meet friends there, so we swim all day. Um, I get a massage on a regular basis, um, and then I'm biking every day. And then I'm just reading the Bible or sitting outside on my deck a lot. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so I enjoy that. And then then I'll have a little nap in the afternoon. <laughs> I love to nap in the afternoon. You want to trade lives for a week? That would be fun <laughs> for me. And then, um, <laughs> then um, yeah, I, I maybe I better not say this. Maybe I'll, other people get upset. But um, my wife will rub my feet at night. (laughs) (laughs) You are a blessed, blessed man. So my wife is very good to me. So, um, and I'm very good to her. But anyway, (laughs) she, um, you know, she uh, will, you know, massage my feet. So I I sort of have a pretty, you know, pretty good life. But I I think that it's very important to have, you know, time 
you know, for yourself. And um, I like to read a lot too in the summertime. I, you know, I'll read a business book or, you know, a Christian book or something, but, and, and a lot of times I just actually read a novel that just that makes, um, you know, it's just a mystery or something, you know, mo- mostly crime novels. And I'll read it oh. just to sort of get lost. In, yeah. And every time I take on a cruise, I love to go on cruises because I'll take, a, you know, a couple books and I'll read the books and then I leave them there. Usually I leave a message in the book, then I leave it on a table. Okay. And, and usually I leave a Christian message or something. Something okay. in the book. So I because, like that. Yeah, a lot of, um, or I'll bring them up to the library because there's a free library and I'll, I'll leave them there. But I, I like to do that. Um, so I, I like to read and sort of just relax. I don't really have a hard time with the self-care. And I try to tell, you know, some of my friends and people that I know and, and even clients that, you know, they might have a very high you know, high powered job and they don't have any self care at all. They don't, they don't have any time for themselves. Sure. And, um, I think it's very important for people to have time, you know, for themselves. And, and you were saying you don't take any time for self care. (laughs) I do. I'm being dramatic. I think it's more of wanting to do more. And, um, I definitely have been in a season of transition And so a lot of my kind of self-care routines that I did have have kind of gone out the window. So for example, I love getting my nails done. I know that's a kind of frivolous, luxurious thing to do, but I have found that to be one of the most joyful things I could do. And I was going every two weeks before with my last role um, because just, you know, presentation was everything in that role. And so, and I was also using my hands a lot to do social media photos, like holding things. (laughs) So I had to have a good manicure, you know, we can't have a bad manicure um, out there. So shout out to Paint Nashville. They're an amazing company. And so I would do that and I loved it because it forced me to really sit still for an hour, you know, every, every two weeks, sometimes every week I would do it. It just, depended. So it's funny, the other day, I actually painted my own nails. And I I looked at my mom and I said, this was really nice. I need to sit still long enough to do this more often. And so I'm starting to get back into a lot of those practices. Um, and, And I guess there's some new things even being here, like, you know, taking the dog out for a walk or sleeping in a little later because there's an adorable little puppy curled up next to me. Or sometimes in the mornings, like today, I was playing with him and then he just decided he was done playing and he literally just curled up in my lap and fell asleep. And (laughs) I mean, I can't move, you know? So often I try to like make sure my coffee is near me when that might happen. I can just sit there and drink my coffee and savor the moment and and enjoy it. You know, I do try to read. I think there's a lot of things that I try to do. I just need to reestablish a new self-care routine now that I'm in Michigan. And I think part of that is there's not really a self-care type of lifestyle in my household. So I've got to, I think I'm going to have to lead the charge on that one a little bit. So I'm learning, I'm learning. And I think something else that's important to me is Often people will interchange the term self-care with like soul care, like S-O-U-L. Okay. And, and for me, 
you know, just because I do stretching or I walk outside or I get my nails done, that is self-care things. That's, you know, like the power in a pause, like we talked about the other day and taking care of things, maybe physically or emotionally or socially, but soul care really speaks to the spiritual side. And what are those things that are being done? So like, for me, I know I have to listen to my sermons every week. I like to, you know, read different devotionals. I'd love to get back into the practice and the discipline of journaling as a form of soul care or self-care, if you will. And I think that's something that's super important for me. I always try to honor the Sabbath. That is like, I try to always get a good Sabbath in. So even if the the day itself maybe feels um, boring <laughs> for someone like me. I'm like, why am I so bored today? Oh, that's right. Cause I'm Sabbathing, you know, just kind of learning to slow back down again. And, you know, this is an area that, that I need improvement on just real transparently. Like this is something that my um, counselor and my family and my friends that know me really well, this is one of those areas that they challenged me on. And they're like, so have you planned a vacation for the year? But I used to get that from uh, one of my previous kind of, maybe employers is a good word, or coworkers, like, hey, have you scheduled time off to rest and reset? And I'd be like, no, how do I, how do I do that? <laughs> how do I do it? And, and I've always loved when people could just turn off their phone and fully unplug for a week. And I have done it before. Don't get me wrong. I have done it before. But it, you know, for me, it's like, what does that look like? <laughs> Maybe because I'm so social. I think that's part of it. Solitude is not my default for self-care. Okay. Socialist. Activity. Yeah. Conversations. Outings. Adventure. Food. I prefer those kinds of things as a form of self-care. Yeah. And that that's fine. I, like every, everyone is different. Um it's just that sometimes we, you know, like I always say, if something's not working right, you know, unplug it. Oh, you know, that's good. They, they, I they, love that. Yeah. They say, you know, reboot, everything needs to be, you know, unplugged and, and rebooted. Um, and I just feel for myself and what I've been reading is like, I told you before, I read the book, Perry Marshall, the 80-20 rule, and it breaks down everything is 80-20. So like, 20% of the roads are driven by 80% of the people. And then 20% of those roads are, you know, like you, you drill it down, drill it down. Um, right. And like, you know, same with the church, uh, 20% of the people give 80% of the money, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Um, so what I've been finding, and, and I've always been like this, I've never really had a problem with this, but e- even more, I've, you know, refined it as far as um, I don't, I just do work in spurts. So I'll just say, okay, I have, I do my list and I have like maybe five or six people to call and then, then I'm done. And then I don't That's do it. Good. Then I don't do it anymore. Or I, uh, you know, I do not make excuses like my father's 84 and you know, he's, you know, takes a nap now during the day. He was always active. And anyways, he'll call and say, Oh, you guys going for your nap? Cause he'll come to visit us and we'll go for a nap. So we went out shopping yesterday. I came home. <laughs> I went for a nap. <laughs> so, but actually it gives you more energy. It's better for you. And actually gives me more energy. Cause then after that, um, you know, I wanted to work and yeah. I, you know, made a few phone calls because I was out all day. I made a few phone calls and um, you know, I got some things done 
And there's a book actually called uh, Rest. Now, it has mixed reviews. Either oh, it's the, the blue one. I know that yeah. book. Either people hate it or they love it. Okay. Yep. Um, sort of seems like there's no real, in- like there's no, it's either they hate it or they love it. So it's either like a five star or like a zero or like a one star. Uh-oh. Like uh, thing, you know. Um, but anyways, it's basically, it says like, you know, uh, work less, get more done. Sure. Why yeah. you uh, why you get more done when you work less, and I tell all my clients they have to read that book because a lot of times people don't understand that just sitting in your desk, like sort of shuffling papers or or doing things, a lot of times you don't get anything done. But I'm sort of more um, if it's if I'm under deadline to get something done, I actually achieve it a lot faster. I don't know sure. why. Yeah, but. Um, I usually wait to the last minute to get some, like, you know, something. Ah, done. You thrive on the deadline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, but I don't like, I haven't been into my, I haven't been in my office. Um, well, I got back to Canada on March the 27th. We came home two months early mm-hmm. and I haven't uh, been at my desk ever since I got back. So a guy might outside sitting on the couch or whatever, you know, lounging in the shade or sun, whatever right. part of the sun it is. And um, so I'm not at my desk ever. Um, and I get a lot done because I just, I have my little list. I have, um, you know, the, the travel, um, traveler's passport. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so um, my, my Dory book. Anyway, so I have that with my little to-do list and I'll go through my list. And then also, too, is I'm always writing down my thoughts because what the book Rest talks about and what I find is, you know, I'm creative when I'm not doing anything. If I'm out for a walk or if I'm seeing something, um, if I want to invest in a company, I will, um, I look around me. Someone today was actually called me because I told him about a stock that I bought mm. um, a while ago and it, it's doubled in price in the last maybe month say well let's say done. Month. well done yeah. and um and i've had quite a few of those and and they said how do you pick the stocks and i said well okay i'll tell you one one way i said we were at canada's wonderland last year when we were on our way to michigan for a wedding mm-hmm. uh, for my nephew and um myself and my wife were sitting um waiting for um waiting for our daughter she was on one of those like i like the roller coasters but i don't like those spinny rides i'll throw up Oh and yeah, a, and I get a headache. I just like, oh, I can't walk for like <laughs> after that. You know, just, oh my goodness. Anyway, so we're waiting for her, and my wife says, "Oh, like my wife is wearing her Lululemon pants," and she mm-hmm. says, "Oh, there's that girl's wearing Lululemon. Oh, that girl's wearing you know, and so on and so on and so on and so on. Like, you know, you go by, and you just like un- unscientific. You know, seven out of ten girls there because there's a lot of kids from school, like from high schools there." Right. Uh, time we were there, it was early June. And um, anyway, so they were on school trip and they all were like, I don't know, six or seven out of 10 were wearing Lululemon. So I bought Lululemon stock. Ah. And it's kind of like, okay, so sure, it's doubled in price. Um, yeah, it has. <laughs> so I, I get creative when I'm just like doing nothing, you know, and I just think about things and, oh, that might be a good idea for business or to do something. So I'm a, th- I'm a thinker, not sort of more of a doer, but a thinker. And then I delegate the work to someone else. I like that. You know, like that's I, good for my new storage. I, 
I thought, oh, I, I need some pictures taken. So I have a fancy camera and I'm not a photography, you know, photography expert. So I hired someone to do it and then they did it. And then I'll hire someone else to put it on my Google, you know, my Google location. Um, so I think about things and then have someone else do them. So my okay. wife says, hubby, you always get paid to think. <laughs> and I said, yeah, pretty much. That's what I get. Was, that's a pretty good gig right there. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, that's why I need downtime. She says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm thinking. Oh, okay. So then she, now she knows thinking means he's making money, <laughs> you know, because, and really that's how God's blessed me. And like, it, it's all God. Um, I just think about things and I get creative um, of, on ways to make money or, or creative things to do um, with business. But I enjoy not being busy. No one will ever say that I work too much or I was busy. I almost right. think that I'm sort of like someone said, there was a book actually that I got. It's called The Lazy Investor. And that's kind of me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because I, I like, you know, a business that I don't have to be there. Um, I'm big into passive income. Um, so I just like to, uh, I really like to enjoy myself and to do um, self rest. Like I, I finding that, um, and it really helped, it actually, it does help me. The less I do, the more creative I get, or the more ideas, the more I get done. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of seems weird when you say that, the less you do, the more you get done. But <laughs> it, it really does work. I, I read the book by Carolyn Leaf. She's a Christian, um, Doctor. you know, a neurologist. Yeah. Anyway, she has a switch on your brain. And um, she is saying actually that multitasking actually does give you brain damage. Wow, really? Yes. Oh, dear. Yeah, so multitasking, our brain is not. Um, mm-hmm. our, okay. Yep. And, and that's in her book. So anybody who wants to get that book, um, we, can't, we, can't func- we can't do many things because we're not doing it you know, correctly. You know, mm-hmm. that's so we have oh, that's to, a powerful reminder. Yeah. So um, it's kind of interesting, you know, busyness is not good um, because really you don't you're not stopping to see the roses. And really, at the end of the day, what are you, what are you getting out of that? You know, yeah. if you're not fulfilled. Um, the other thing, too, someone told me that Jesus never rushed. Okay. Mm. He always walked and and stopped when he traveled someplace, he always walked and he always stopped along the way um, to actually spend time with people. And and rushing is not, you know, biblical. We we have to do self-care because if we're not keeping care of ourselves, then, you know, we're not holding our body. You know, and some people think that it's kind of funny because you, you see some people that are really, um, keen on going to the gym and they're rushing around doing everything, but really going to the gym and, and that that's great. I mean, that's wonderful. Um, but also too, is we need rest. Like you said, you said you, um, you know, respect the, the Sabbath and, yeah. and that's really good. And really we, um, at one time we went to a church that there were like, you couldn't do anything. It was sort of like a rule. You couldn't do anything on the Sabbath, but oh, wow. then we were taught that, 
um, from another church that we go to in Orlando, that the Sabbath is actually a gift from God. Because okay. Because our, our bodies need time to rest. That's so true. And, and Absolutely. Really, yeah, the Sabbath is a gift. Okay. And now we treat it as a gift. So we don't do, you know, um, certain things. We'll do something that's like relaxing. So if it's doing crap, relaxing for you, do it. If it's swimming and if it's relaxing, anything that makes it a chore to do that's not really going to be enjoyable for you, don't, you know, I would say don't do it. Sure. But if it's that's, going to, good. you know, enhance your day and make you feel better, um, well, then do it. And um, it was kind of neat when we got that perspective that it was like a gift from God, you know? That's, that is really, really good. And I do think the Sabbath has in some ways become a lost spiritual discipline. And a lot of people don't observe it anymore. And I, I hope more people are um, in the sense of, you know, what we're going through right now in the world and having, you know, some time to really reevaluate life and what's important and how they want to spend their days and, and be able to prioritize self-care and a Sabbath and rest. And, and oh, what's that quote about? You can only pour out of a full cup. So like if we're all, you know, a cup of water, if you will, living water, right? Um, yeah. If we're pouring out all week long, you know, we need that moment to really be filled back up by Jesus. And, and, and honestly, it really needs to be more, more of a daily thing than a weekly thing, right? Like I, yes. I don't want to be like holding on to last Sunday's, you know, pour of water like every day I want to be going back to the to the well going back to him and saying God you know what do you have for me today I want to flourish so how can I nourish myself through an area of self-care um to do better to feel better to rest better you know those kinds of things and um yeah so let me just in front of everyone that listens to this right now repent for not being as good about self-care and um, just need to focus on that again. And intentionally, I used to have a self-care list. Like it was like, I literally was like, these are my self-care action items for this week, the same way I wrote out my to-dos. And I need to go back to that. That was a really good intentional practice that I had to say, who are my people that are important? Who are the places I want to go or the, you know, the thing errands I need to run? And what are the things I can do to to enjoy self-care, you know, and yeah. just do it, stick to it. Exactly. So there's one, I just want to read you that. What I said is so multitasking um, or, or brain damage. It says, um, Carolyn Leaf, a communications pathologist and neuroscientist has this to say, one of the plagues of modern existence is multitasking, which leads to further plagues of hurry sickness and obsessive mm. time management more difficulty retaining new information while multitasking. Yep. It's so yeah. interesting how many people are like, oh, I'm great at multitasking. And I think that's yeah. often that feels like when someone's like, oh, I'm a great drunk driver. It feels the same way to me in my gut. Like, no, no, you think you're good at it, but you're actually not at all. Like yeah. your, your judgment is hindered in this moment. 
and you were yeah. <laughs> you were communicating a fallacy. <laughs> so. Yeah, so she she tweeted this in November first, twenty nineteen. Multitasking is a myth and not good for your mental health. To take better care of yourself, I don't want to cause more stress. Wow, that's so good. Yeah. So yeah, it, it it's it's hard for some people. You know, it, it's a struggle. Like it's kind of funny when. You know, when I just said that, like, it's a struggle for people to take care of themselves. And really, it shouldn't be. Yeah. Because, you know, we have a responsibility to take care of ourselves for the people that we love. Yeah. You know, for ourselves and the people that we love and the people that depend on us. So we have to take more care. And, and stress is one of the leading causes. You know, she writes in her book, anybody who's having, you know, problems with um you know, self, you know, talk and then things like that, you know, negative thoughts and stuff like that. I really recommend her book. Her book is very, very good. Actually, it's on my reading list too for my clients. I tell them to, uh, to read that, to read her book. But um, it's very good at like being, um, you know, your self-care. Like you're really looking after yourself and spending that time with God. Like, you know, even, you know, spending time in prayer, but also spending time meditating on the word. So reading the word, but then thinking about the word. So it's not like, um, I'm not talking about yoga or anything like that, but just meditating on God's word. And it says that in the Bible that we should meditate on his word. So read the word and then really think about what that means. Like, so do nothing. And sometimes it's hard for me because (laughs) I'm ADD. Like, it's like, okay, two seconds went by and I'm thinking about my list or I'm thinking right. about what I'm having for dinner. So I really struggle with the meditating, okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, on, on God's word. But really, it, it helps. And really, when you think about it, like she, she's talking, this book is incredible, but, you know, I've learned a lot from her. It's like um, just the self-care, but also self, you know, talk. And she's saying, like, basically memorize scripture so you have something to pull on. You're going through something, um, you know, you can pull on that scripture. So it's embedded in your mind, yep. you know, that, that scripture. And so when the devil says, um, you should work more, and then then you pull on, no, I, you know, I shouldn't because this verse says, you know what I mean? And, and it's right. really, it's really cool when you think about it. It's kind of almost like your tool chest or your, your weapons against the devil. Like, no, my mind is filled with scripture. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to counter what you just said with this, with the truth. So, So, you know, I I think that's good. And I have a little, um, this little, I don't know what you would call it, but it's like a keychain, but it has some scripture, memory scripture in it. So I try to, you know, remember and memorize the scriptures. You know, you can see it and look at it. I know some people too, as I challenge people, if they have a, you know, with, um, you know, a problem with stress is, um, you know, write the verse down and put it on your visor. Then when you're at the traffic lights or something like that, remember, you know, just pull down the visor and read that scripture and then, you know, keep that in your car for a week or two or whatever um, and memorize the truth. So, um, because God didn't want us to rush, mm-hmm. you know, God always says, you know, he went out to, um you know, for, you know, in the, in the bush or whatever, in different places to sort of meditate, you know, on God's word and just, um, you know, hear God speak to him. So we should do more of that. Like, you know, if you ever, 
just listen to the birds or, or watch the birds fly or today something is just really crazy um that there was some a little bit of rain last night which we really needed mm-hmm. we hadn't had rain in six weeks of any magnitude like we have less than like an inch of, like a, less than a half an inch of rain in the last six weeks oh dear um and so but just looking at the flowers in front when I was sitting outside and just seeing all the water on the uh, flowers and it just looked really you know really pretty all the raindrops big big raindrops on the on the flowers and just like to stop and to actually look at the flowers and um it's just kind of like wow that's that's kind of neat I never really saw that before you know so just seeing what's a you know and it's just something silly like that but really it kind of like oh it made me happy Mm -hmm. you know looking at that and I never really saw that and I thought if I was a photographer, which I'm a lousy photographer, someone would take a picture of that and it would be a beautiful picture. If I took a picture, it'd be like, why do they take a picture of that leaf? You know? <laughs> but um, anyways, it was a really, it was really, you know, uh, neat to see, you know, and it was a simple thing, um, you know, to do. One of the things too is, and I want your um, opinion on this is, um, one of the things that Carolyn Leaf, you know, suggests is take a social media break. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So you're the social media expert. What are, what are your feelings on that? Well, I, I think there are different ways to approach this. Now, you know, if you are just taking, well, let me go back a step and say, yes, I 100% agree with her. We all need social media breaks. If it is causing anxiety, stress, fear, sleeplessness, any of those things, you need to like strongly reevaluate your unhealthy relationship with social media and what's happening. So I think that's the first thing. Secondly, if you are a business owner and you have a social media strategy I would encourage you before going on a full social media break, if possible, to create your content in advance and schedule it out so you're not having to be on social media. So, or maybe even delegate it to a team member. I think those would all be responsible decisions. So you're not just ghosting your audience. I do think that's very important. If you just need a break because you're over it and you don't want to see any more ads or (laughs) some of those things, or you see yourself compulsively logging on to social media, one of the good tips that, that I have practiced in the past is I actually remove all social media apps from my phone. And I know that sounds crazy, but just not having the Facebook app on my iPhone will cause me to think about it if I have to walk over to my computer, turn it on to log into Facebook. And yeah. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of like when you're not hungry, but you keep opening the fridge. It's the same thing. You're looking yeah. for that dopamine hit that you get from social media. And so if you start to notice this compulsive checking of social media, who liked my stuff, who didn't, then it's time to take a good break. And, um, and it doesn't, you know, you can just try a weekend reset or like I said, removing all the apps from your phone. Now, if you were, that's a good good suggestion. Yeah. If you're a social media manager like myself, it's a lot more challenging to unplug and, Mm -hmm. and really 
you know, be offline because everything's 24 seven. But I think that's where the, the self-care really comes into play. Like I understand I do X amount of work on this account on this day. And then everything other than that is just monitoring and maintaining and engaging. I'm not going to compulsively be checking a client's account all day long. The same way I wouldn't check my email inbox all day long because it's interrupting your flow of productivity. You want to create the focus time to focus on your projects or your family or whatever your priorities are and then have dedicated social media time. If you have to set an alarm, because that's one thing, like especially Instagram or YouTube, you'll like click on one thing and then you end up like going down the rabbit hole and you're like, where did the last three hours of my life go? And how did I end up watching this YouTube video about how to make tacos? Like, exactly. like, how (laughs) did that even happen? And so I just, you know, I really encourage people to just be mindful. So set a timer and, and give yourself you know, a break because you may be just trying to fill a void. It is, you know, our virtual way of opening the refrigerator for food when we're not hungry because we're bored. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So in in closing, it's just kind of like you have to find out really, you know, what's important. So like you said, we don't want to fill a void with something. and, And sometimes people fill a void with, you know, busyness. And we have to really, you know, self-care. You know, you mentioned before you got a new car. Well, you have to get the oil changed, you know. Yes, I do. There's times where you have to, um, you know, that, that car has to be shut shut off. It has to be repaired. It has to be, you know, washed. It has to be oil changed, things like that. So we same with us. We have to have down, you know, just like a computer, you shut it down for a while. Um, somebody, you know, we had to call the, cable company because the PVR wasn't working. They said, well, you know, shut it down for 10 seconds or shut it down for, you know, three minutes or something like that. Unplug it and shut it down. Yeah. So that's sort of like the same with us. So we really have to find, you know, what's really important. Is it, is it important rushing around or is it more important just enjoying, um, you know, ourselves and our family and our surroundings and actually being present, you know, with our family and our surroundings and the, and the people that we're with. That's good. And, you know, also, too, is, like I said before, the people are counting on us um, and our family and friends. And so we should be in good health, you know, and in good mind. Like, um, if you're not listening to somebody, it's not being, you know, good because, you know, we want to listen to people when they talk. And I just think it's important just to slow down. That's so good. I love that, Kirk. And I think really that's the heart of, the message of today is shifting from rushing to resting. Like we, you know, God is nudging all of us in. Oh, you know, that's about to be our title. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. But just that, I think this theme keeps coming up in a lot of our, our topics because we're both professionally driven, but also have important personal lives and trying to find balance. And again, balance is often a fallacy. There isn't really work-life balance. It it is your whole life, right? So you're really trying to optimize your entire life. And one of the most successful ways to be successful is to have a life with dedicated rest for your mind, for your spirit, for your family. Like we all need it. 
you know, I don't know about you, but any stress levels I've had have gone down dramatically since the yeah. pandemic. Oh, exactly. Everyone else yeah, is like oh. freaking out. And I'm like, guys, I'm like a two out of 10. I'm doing great right now. Exactly. Like, my stress level is so chill um, because same, of how I've same. reorchestrated things. So, you yeah. know, but if I watch the news with the family, man, that it goes up to a seven real quick because my, my mind starts rushing. You know, and I think that's yeah. it. We're, we're, it, you're really encouraging us to, to let our minds rest as much as our bodies. And I love that. Kirk. Exactly. It's so yep. good. I'm calling you coach Kirk from now on. Cause that's what you are. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, that's good. Another well, good conversation in the books. Yes, exactly. Well, I enjoyed talking to you again as always. And, um, we will talk soon Sounds until good. the next time. What are you going to tell our listeners? live life based on what is really important. Great. Well, you take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.